All right, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another live show of The Total CEO. Vinny Fisher here, the CEO of Fully Accountable, bringing you, once again, Total CEO. Hey, guys, if you are having a problem with kind of getting your message out correctly, or you even find yourself feeling like you have to oversell something in order to really drive your, home, your point home, well, you're going to love the guest I have on today because he's going to talk to us about forget selling. And actually, what bring alive a story that will help give people permission to do business with you. And I just love that, that idea. And my guest today is John Livesey. John, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Vinny. That's uh, really exciting. So, hey, John, before we dive real deep into a, a subject that is near and dear and passionate to you, I just love your nickname, The Pitch Whisperer. And so uh, that's really cool. And by the way, this is a live Facebook show. So anything we talk about, links and how to get a hold of you, we'll also provide that. But we'll just ask along the way that if you provide that. Before we get into all those details, can you tell me a little bit about the Pitch Whisperer so our, t our audience knows who's talking? Sure. You know, uh, Inc. Magazine was kind enough to give me that label after I described to them what I do. And it really is a great hook because when you give your description of what you do, you want to give people something that they haven't heard before because our brain craves new information. So when people typically meet me at a party or whatever and they say, hey, what do you do? I go, oh, I'm the pitch whisperer. I help people go from invisible to irresistible. And most people say, whoa, what's, that's interesting. Tell me more. What's a pitch whisperer? So that's your whole goal when you describe what you do is that you want to intrigue people click a, some neuron in our brain that goes, wait, that's new information. What, I know what a horse whisperer is. How does that relate to what you do as a pitch whisperer? So if someone says, oh, tell me more, what's a pitch whisperer? I'll say, well, much like a horse whisperer that calms a horse down, I calm people down before they have to go pitch because everyone gets nervous. So I give people some real secrets on confidence. But more importantly, I answer the three unspoken questions that people have when they pitch. And that usually causes people to go, oh my God, well, please tell me what those three unspoken questions are, right? So it just continues the dialogue from there. All right, well, I can't wait to get more into these unspoken questions, but I, I'm dying, I, you know, the direct response marketer in me, right? So, you know, I grew up this company, Fully Accountable, which is this wonderfully dynamic accounting business. Who doesn't get excited about accounting and HR, right? Numbers, so, yes. Yeah, right, and HR, right? Who's not excited about firing people and knowing the wrong numbers? But, mm. but I'm a direct response marketer. And so we always talk about this concept of a pattern interrupt. And so this mm -hmm. new information, the pitch whisperer, uh, at its basic form is a pattern interrupt, right? You're yes. stopping somebody. I love it. And so uh, that's really great. And so I want to talk to you about, you said something to me. I said, what would be a mark you would want to leave today? And you said, I'd like to help people forget selling and tell stories. Why is it so important? Like, what is it that goes on in the buyer's mindset that makes stories so captivating? Well, what's interesting about stories is it's literally in our DNA. You know, in the caveman days, we sat around the glow of a fire talking about stories. And that's how information was passed down. And now we sit around the globe PowerPoint presentations. Typically when you go in to pitch for a new client or to pitch to get funded, whatever it is, you're or even pitching to recruit somebody. You have to usually tell a story that grabs their attention. We, our brains are wired to remember stories mm. much more so than numbers. So even though you're the accounting people, you can still frame the numbers 
in a story that gives people an emotional connection because when you get into how our brain works, there's the left side of the brain typically that's associated with numbers and how something works and analytical. And the right side of our brain is all imagination, storytelling. That's where people buy emotionally and then back it up with logic. So if you're going in to buy a fancy sports car, pretty sure they're not going to talk about miles per gallon. Or the type of uh, tires and how long the miles will last on those wonderfully uh, tires, right? You're buying it based on you're going to look really sexy in that red car driving down the street and you're going to feel hot, right? And then if you want to back up, you know, what that feeling is worth in terms of numbers and costs, but first you buy emotionally and then back it up with logic. Even a house, same thing. It's an emotional buy. You know, imagine how happy you'd feel coming Mm. home to this. This is your castle. Right. And then you can go into the left brain of, and it'll be a really great investment. All right. So, so, you know, it's funny. One of the things that is really important to me and you'll, we'll, we'll know as we develop our relationship is, is my faith. Right. And so in, in my faith, one of the things I had a struggle with was um, building up my story or telling the journey of how I Mm -hmm. came to have a position of faith and why I had to rely on God. And, but it's funny how I was so consumed with like, like sharing like the good news of the Bible and not necessarily just telling my story. And what it got me on this journey was I think people are really either one afraid or they don't know where to start. Like how, Mm. how do you get someone off of that first realization that they, the the story they have, they don't have to have some amazing journey to be dragged out of the ghetto. They (laughs) have an amazing story, right? So how do you get them off that first Kind of, you understand my question? Yes, I do. It sounds like your question is, you know, if, if you buy the premise that storytelling is the way to go to connect with people emotionally, then the next logical question becomes, well, I don't have a story. I'm not Oprah. I didn't right. grow up poor and then I'm not this famous person. And I tell people there's always a place to pull out a story. And one of the best places is your story of origin. So when you tell people, this is where I came from, this is the challenges I faced, and you know, we take everyone on the hero's journey, no matter how big or small that, because there's obstacles that happen on a, on a hero's journey, people that helped you. So when you tell that story, people relate to it. And more importantly, Vinny, they put themselves in the story with you. And that's the secret. So let's give a practical example of that. So if people say, you know, one of the best ways to get people to become your client, your customer, is to tell them a, quote, case study. Just the word study sounds boring to me. Um, And you can tell a story of someone you helped, frame it that way, much more interesting. You know, Vinny, I was working with a guy named Tony, and he reminds me a lot of you. He was struggling with trying to figure out how can he make what he does sexy and appealing and motivate his team to feel proud of where they're working. And I helped him craft an elevator pitch it not only works when he meets people out in the world, that he makes him excited to talk about what he's doing, but it also makes the team that he has really inspired to be proud of where they work because now they have a story that describes a bigger picture of who they're helping. And if that sounds like the kind of journey you'd like to go on, then perhaps we could discuss how I could do the same for you. That's, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, it's much more engaging, right? Like, so I've been able to drag on to Tony, the drug dealer, and... <laughs> And get his story and, and, and understand it and, and anchor, right? So I'm able to anchor to something. Yes, right. And just to jump back to what you said about your faith, you know, part of what makes the Bible so long-lasting, 
is the stories. Right. And so when you look at the stories, you go, oh, what's the lesson of the prodigal son? Have I ever had a conflict with my parent? Right? You put yourself in that story. Or if so you have children, true. you have Jesus, children. You know? right, Jesus was like, right, we're like, how do you give him an equivalent of intelligent, right? Like he told stories because he knew those were engaged. That is really, thanks, man. That is really great for me. I don't know if it's going to help anyone else, but you did. You helped one soul today. That's mine. Good. Well, good. Because then, then now you start describing um, why you're so passionate about your faith and you tell a story about yourself pre and post or when you were depressed or sad or confused or frustrated or all the feelings that everyone yeah. goes through in life and how you were inspired by a story that you read and how that's why, you know, that's what got, you know, other people, you tell a story of somebody else who maybe lost their faith, whatever it is that gets you re-triggered. Go. So when I start to doubt, I go to, this is my favorite story and here's why. And when I was struggling with, this this story inspired me and now i have my own story of what i do when i have challenges or issues you know why do bad things happen to good people or whatever the topic is that's relevant so let's go ahead and pick on a topic let's pick on fully accountable let's let's use me we'll just take a fun example you know i always joke and say to people that you know we are not a sexy business right we don't we're not we don't go for revenue and clients we go for uh, being able to make sure you have a profit margin and you have great ways to manage your team, right? We have a finance department and we have an HR department. Well, so we would deliver this done for you service for a couple of years. And just saying that to people that we are an accounting department and people are like, oh, I already have a bookkeeper. I already, like they start telling all these things that you are. And, and then I, like, as we launched our software, your back office, right? We, we, we picked up where QuickBooks left off and we gave you an entire department to be able to run your finance department, not just a general ledger software. And still, the general business owner wants the result. They don't want to know that, they, they're happy to know that their accounting professional in their office or the external person servicing is gonna be equipped, but this gets super boring real fast. And then we did this really cool thing. We turned on the exact same thing in an HR department and we built the only tool that I know exists for small businesses where you have a finance and HR department and they communicate and they give you the resources to run both of those departments. And what we learned is that a small business doesn't have the resources, let alone for the person or for these departments. And we've solved the department problem and we've made it two for one in the person. Mm. And so we have this great thing and everyone's like, yeah, so you just like doing my accounting? Mm. It keeps boiling down to that. Okay, so let's break that down because I love doing this because I think everyone who's watching and listening will start to be able to take these away. So when you describe what you do, you want to answer two questions. Mm. Who do you help? And what problem do you solve? So for example, I help people go from confusing people with their pitch to giving clarity. I help people going from boring to inspiring. Oh, guess what? You just said people find what you do boring. So maybe I have something for you, right? And I help people who stumble through the pitch to soar through it with confidence. So those are, so you see how there's a journey there? So we, we want to come up with ways to say, you know what? We at Fully Accountable help people who are struggling with know their numbers to staying profitable, understand right? their cash flow, know the margin right. of the business. Yeah. So, but we want to get a bigger picture, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. So, so you want to tap. So the goal here is to tug on the heartstrings 
to get them to open their purse strings to see why they need you and not talk about the analytics. So right. we could say something along the lines of, did you know that a lot of small businesses go out of business for one of two reasons? Either they run out of customers or they run out of cash flow. Imagine if there was a way that your profit margins could be steady that would give you peace of mind when you go to bed, knowing you're not going to have to lay off people, but instead could actually have a way that you would know exactly the right time when your cash flow was strong that you should hire another person. Because if you hire somebody too late, then there's a problem because that person's overwhelmed and they can't fix things. If you hire somebody too early, you can't afford their salary. So the importance of having the financial and the human resources part integrate and talk is what gives you as the owner peace of mind that you're hiring people at the right time because we know it's all about the right team. And That's John. That is gold. So let me, let's take a deep breath because everyone needs to hear this for a second. So if I wanted to find John Livesey, where would I go? Um, JohnLivesey.com. So Google that's L-I-V-E-S-A-Y.com? Yes. Uh-huh. And I have my podcast, The Successful Pitch, up there. I have all, all kinds of free content on how to give a great pitch. I'm on Twitter, at John underscore Livesey. And even if you can't remember all that, just Google the pitch whisperer and it'll come up. And cool. And we will, because it's a live show, that will all show up here in mm -hmm. our little comment feed for people to go ahead and grab all that. And so thank you your people for giving that. You said something that I think I, I love to, you know, you're, you're on our show here is a whole bunch of business owners, right? See mm -hmm. businesses and our whole idea here is to help, the CEO be the total CEO, not just good yeah. at driving revenue, not just good at you know mm -hmm. being a product developer, but understand the holistic aspect of running an entire company. And so mm -hmm. you said something there I thought was you said a lot of great things by the way, but okay. I really like this thing. There are three unspoken questions that the buyer yes. has embedded in their head. What are those? Okay, the first one is do I trust you? Which is a gut thing. Hmm. It's the fight or flight response that has to kick in. Uh, and that's actually where the handshake came from, Vinny, is look, I don't have a weapon in my hand. I'm coming to shake your hand. It's safe. You don't have to run away. I was so, on vacation recently talking to my children about how the handshake came into being. And they're like, really? It showed yeah. that you didn't have a sword or a gun. And that's how yes. you, yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's great. So it starts with the gut. It's like, you know how people say, you know, I, something in my gut tells me this isn't a good deal. I don't like that person. So it's a gut thing. Then it moves to the heart. And that's likability. You know, there's been all kinds of studies that doctors spend more time with patients they like, teachers spend more time with students they like. I'm working with a design architecture firm, and they were told, look, we're going to hire the people that we like the most because this project's going to take five years, and we have to like working with you, not who has the best designs. So I work with teams on how to increase your likability through increasing your empathy. Hmm. The more it's, funny, you know, it's funny, we have a motto here at Fully Accountable, and it's actually one of our core values. And mm. it's not, you know, we don't say, uh, you know, be, we don't just say be nice. You have to be nice. Yeah. Right. So that what that means for us is we won't even hire you unless you pass this be nice factor, this likability. Right. It's really interesting. So what do you say about the empathy? The empathy is the secret to your likability. There's mm. a great book that Tim Sanders wrote called The Likability Factor. So, you know, maybe you're really likable with your friends, but when you get stressed out, your number goes down. Gotcha. Uh, so the way to increase your likability with clients is to put yourself in their shoes when you're talking to them. You know, I am, know you're going to be seeing a lot of different vendors today. You probably feel like you don't, the last thing you need is one more thing to worry about with your accounting department. You, you want to have that box checked off. But the problem is 
that box is never really checked off. You need to be constantly <laughs> checking your profit margins. And if you're not, that's when the business could have trouble and need. So we give you peace of mind. What you're really selling at Fully Accountable is peace of mind and tapping into their dream of when you started this business, how big did you want to get? What's your reason for doing this business? Do you want to help people, whether you're, you know, or do you just have a passion for making the world a better place with your designs? Whatever it is you're doing, there's a why behind it. And we make sure that that why gets to continue to not just survive, but thrive with the right accounting and HR behind your back. Because you have to think of what we're doing as the foundation to building a house. And if that foundation isn't strong and sturdy, the whole thing will collapse. So you want to do the fun stuff, which is adding on a floor and growing and going to new markets and new countries, whatever. But if you don't have the system in place, you can't do it and it all crumbles. So wouldn't it be great if there was a way that you could know that you have a really strong foundation? Well, you don't have to imagine that because that's what we do at Fully Accountable. And we've helped people just like you grow your business and stay more profitable without even having to hire more people sometimes because we start to measure the subtle differences between profit and nonprofit. Wouldn't that be something that would help you? Wow, so, it sounds like... Uh... I think Vinny Fisher might have to be hiring John and his team to be helping us with some messaging. Looks like you've worked yourself into a wonderful interview, John. I really <laughs> appreciate that. So recap real quick those three yes. questions. So it's the gut. Do yep. I trust you? It's a heart. Do I like you? And then it moves to the head. Will this work for me? And that's the secret sauce of telling the story of someone else who it worked for so that that potential client can see themselves in that story. Because if they think, oh, that works for a bunch of other people, it won't work for me, they're not going to say yes. So they're never going to come out and say, Vinny, do I trust you? Are you trustworthy? Vinny, do I like you? I don't know if I like you or not. And they're never going to say, will this work for me out loud necessarily? You have to address all of those issues while you're speaking. The big mistake people make is they start with the head stuff. Here's the numbers of why this is such a good investment. Yeah, right. And then, you know, the, the thing out there now is, oh, people have to know, like, and trust you. And I'm like, the order is completely opposite. It's trust, like, and know. So just think gut, Love heart, it. head. Start at the bottom and work your way up. Well, it's so funny. I was on a call with a good friend, local friend here, uh, who may or may not, he's a business owner. Well, he said to me, I, and you know, he has a family member that runs the accounting side of the business mm -hmm. internally. And so we call that person like a bookkeeper or controller. Right. You know, we have the software solution to really help that person do her job really much more effectively. And she said, well, what is this going to do for me? Mm -hmm. And totally in the logic question. Yes. And when I and when I started to answer more of the emotional part, she started to really pay attention more of than because I when I was trying to like, well, we're more than QuickBooks. We do this. this I found myself justifying incorrectly the meter of what was actually the transaction. Yeah, you got to sell her emotionally and then back it up with logic, right? So you paint a picture for her. Have you ever been sick and came back and dreaded all the work that was waiting for you, or even worse, been on vacation? or felt overwhelmed and that there was nobody who had your back? Well, I'm guessing that Fully Accountable does more than just say, here's your software, bye. I'm sure if she ever has questions, needs some help, gets a little frustrated, she has people who are, who are peers that she can talk to besides having to go yeah. talk to somebody in marketing that doesn't really care or understand about accounting. What so are you saying about us marketers? <laughs> no, but you know, typically marketers really don't understand accounting and they usually don't That's care right. about it, right? They're right. like, just do my expense report, right? <laughs> or don't, just give me the money so I can advertise. And they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense based on how much we're charging for the product and blah, 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 blah. You go down this rabbit hole. So, you know, whether it's engineering or sales, companies typically have different goals. And what you want to talk to the CEO about is, 
look, each of your different departments have their own goals and objectives. And your job as a CEO is to get everybody on the same page and share. All right, page. enough about fully accountable because I want to help our people. This is awesome, by the way. So, you know, Good. when I think of story and I told you like, you know, this idea of like sharing my own story, Yeah, mm -hmm. there's like this little, um, um, kind of kid down the block that I don't want to let come to the party, but he's right there all the time. And it's that kid called confidence. Like, <laughs> like people aren't necessarily confident. They one the one when you don't believe you have a story, you don't, mm. you list, you miss the point that sure. you are the story Two, yeah. what, 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 what have you found in it in somebody that like is this confidence part that holds us back from even like getting out there to tell the story? Well, if you don't have confidence, you um, are unprepared. You know, Arthur Ashe said the key to success is confidence. Mm. And the key confidence is preparation. So the first tip is just prepare. Think mm. about what you're going to say and practice your story in front of not just your friends and coworkers, but strangers to get their feedback and see if what you're saying confuses them or you lose them or you bore them. So most people are hesitant to practice because they somehow feel that they're going to be like a robot. And I just say, you know what, practice it enough so that you feel comfortable. You don't have to memorize it, but no, here's the three points I want to say. So, so do you think it's the rejection potential that I'm afraid that someone isn't going to like the story? Like, what do you think undermines that? I think um, nerves is the mm. first thing I see, and that's from lack of preparation. And then the negative self-talk, which one of the things can be, oh, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Um, somebody else is better. Uh, they don't really need my service. Um, I don't provide the value I think I provide. Or like right. So, so right. rejection and confidence are two separate things that go on. And we'll talk about rejection because I think it's really important. It's the number one thing that causes people um, not to take risks to start their own business. All right. Let's just leapfrog right over to that. So talk to me. What are you talking yeah. about? So, okay. Rejection. Um, the fear of rejection is really important to overcome. And the big solution to it is never reject yourself hmm. in your head. So when I used to sell advertising, well, we got to say that one again, never yeah. reject, reject yourself. yourself. Hmm. So let me tell you a story of when I was dealing with that. I was representing W magazine, uh, working on getting Lexus to advertise. And I would go to them and I would say, Oh man, if they say, Oh, you know what? Vanity Fair or Vogue's a better magazine. We're going to go with them, not you. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, wow. Okay. Let me reject myself. I bet somebody else could have gotten them to say yes. Oh, and now let me reject my product. You know what? They're right. Those other magazines are better than what I'm selling. Why am so I selling this? I should be selling that. Yeah. The minute you start doing that, yeah. it's a downward spiral. So first of all, I tell people, you've got to not reject yourself. Mm. Just because they said no to you doesn't mean it's no forever. And also, they may not be the right fit. So you just go, that's fine. I'm not a fit for everyone. The more targeted you are, the better you are. Go back and remember when somebody said yes to you. As, and the real key is you can't take it personally. And so many of us take it personally. Yeah, we're so it's not, no, it's not no, it's just not right now, right? Right, exactly. Or we're this not right fit. fit. Yeah, I like right that. Fit. That's good. So you're just reframing and putting the right context on what just happened. Yes, and then you figure out what, what, is, what is it that makes that other choice a better fit. And you don't even make them wrong. So once you have that in your framework of I'm not going to reject myself or what I'm doing because I know I've delivered and gotten other people results. Then you go back to the confidence building part of it, which is stacking your moments of certainty, which mm -hmm. is a little thing that simply means you write down all the times you nailed it, right? You asked somebody out on a date when you were single, you got a second date. Interviewed for a job, you got it. 
you pitch somebody, they signed up, they became a client. That's what you stack in your head, like an air traffic control. Like muscle memory thing. almost, like you know Yes. That. Yeah, okay, because cool. Otherwise, your thoughts take over of, yeah. this will never work, what if they say no, uh, la, 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 I really need the sale, whatever your negative self-talk is. So practice, stack your moments of certainty, and then realize that you might get nervous. The butterflies in your stomach kick in. That just means your adrenaline's alive. It's your Super Bowl of meetings, right? It's good. It's a good thing. So instead of trying to get rid of those butterflies, mm. get them to fly in formation. Love it. All right. So we're getting near the end of our talk. And um, I, I, I tell you, forget selling and tell story. I love it. And you, you, you've probably said that, what, 10,000 times? <laughs> what, what, what is it that literally causes someone to go back and anchor in selling and not in story? What is it that causes us to do that is because – um, when you tell a story, people relax and mm. they hope it'll be inspiring and maybe even entertaining. But when you start selling and pushing numbers or trying to sell yourself as why you're the best and all that stuff, people are then in an analytical left side of their brain and they're comparing you and contrasting. But if you're telling a story, so instead of just saying, I'm somebody who doesn't give up and I yeah. persevere, you tell a story and you can find those stories in your own life, whether it's a story from your childhood, a story of when you went on a vacation, uh, there's lots of different races. You know, so John, you know what I've told people? There are stories. They don't even have to actually be your stories. As long as they're real stories, you can yeah. tell. Heck, I mean, I, I, well, yeah, I don't know if you know a friend of mine, Perry Belcher, but I heard him once on stage tell a repacked story off of the show on Ellen. And mm -hmm. he told this great story. It was a true story. It just wasn't his story. And it was, right. it was wonderfully told in this kind of, I think, hero's journey that you laid mm -hmm. out. And so right. even then, you probably maybe refer to some of your clients, like there are real stories that can be used out there. Even if you, for some reason, don't have your own specific one, which right. I question. I think everybody's got story, right? They do. They yes. do. And if you're telling somebody else's story, then figure out some way that you're connected Weave to Weave it back. Person. Yeah. Yes. That's right. what that's what he did. I I don't yeah. want to bore everyone with the details of that, but yeah. that's the point. There are stories out there that are connecting to everybody. Yes. Like for example, I was able to meet Michael Phelps, and he was my childhood idol because I used to swim competitively, and I had gotten Speedo to advertise in W Magazine. They were launching a sportswear line that they were normally just going to advertise in, you know, shape and self magazines. And I convinced them to be in W, a high fashion magazine, and said, we'll treat your sportswear like high fashion and have a fashion show around a pool. Oh. And Michael Phelps would show up since you pay him. And then I got to ask Michael Phelps some questions about why he was so successful that I then put into my keynote speeches. Oh, that's really cool. I love the, uh, I like the pay it forward way, uh, what happened there. All mm -hmm. right, John, we are right here. I want to thank you on behalf of everybody for being on the show. And if you want to learn more about John, the best way to do it is just go to johnlivesay.com. We have that information for you right here. Listen, if you really struggle with selling, it's not becoming a better salesman. It's actually parking that feeling and start developing story. John, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, Vinny. Yes, become a better storyteller, not a better salesperson. Love it, dude. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.